This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1240 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by Dr. Rose's Remedies. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today, I am joined by Dr. Tanya Cubitt from Performance Horse Nutrition, and she's got an explanation of the difference between forage quality and forage nutritional value, and why it's so critical for horse owners to know the difference. And we'll get right to our tip after this from Dr. Rose's Remedies. Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment Salve and Spray are 100% all-natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Rose's are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Rose's is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT Scooter's delicate white pasterns free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Rose's at your local tax store or feed supplier or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com. That's drrosesremedies.com. So happy to welcome back to the show Dr. Tanya Cubitt from Performance Horse Nutrition, who comes on here every month and causes me to ask even more questions. So. Jennifer, I'm so glad to be back and making more questions in your mind. I tell you what, when I graduated with my PhD, that's really what I realized was not how much I did know, but how much I didn't know. It really just opens your eyes to how many questions there are out there unanswered. And this is just, just in the whole nutrition front. It's just more yeah. questions. About the time I think I understand what I'm feeding my horse, you come along and I go, oh, man, I didn't know that. Something else. <laughs> yeah. And there are two words that we're, we were recording some other tips earlier. And I got, now, wait a minute. Those two get me all confused. It's kind of like nowadays, organic is a hot thing for people food. So they have a very specific definition of what organic is allowed to be for people food. So to get around that, a lot of people are labeling things natural. And heck, that's almost organic, right? Natural, organic, same thing. Mm -hmm. Well, that got me thinking about um, horse foods. And we all all get told we need to feed our horses high-quality foodstuffs. But then we have horses that are overweight all the time. Well, how do we get around that? Because we want to feed him high quality, but he's getting too many calories. Help. <laughs> oh, well, I think this really, we need to start out with how much, what is the most important part of the horse's diet? Number one, the most important part of the horse's diet is forage. If I had a little horsey food pyramid, forage makes up the bottom. If you're lucky enough to have grass, that's great. If you don't, then it's predominantly coming from hay or other fiber sources. But fiber in any form is the most important part of the horse's diet. Then we go to how much? Well, an absolute, absolute bare, bare minimum, and this is only if you have your horse on a weight loss program, I will go to about 1.1 to 1.2% of body weight. So that for a 1,000-pound horse would be about... 
um, 11 to 12 pounds of fiber that I have to provide that horse per day. That That's usually not my, my general recommendation is around one and a half percent of body weight as a minimum. So about 15 pounds of hay. Normal forage intake though is about, you say, two to two points. 5% of body weight, so 20, 25 pounds of forage that they will consume in a day. Horses probably won't eat more than 3, 3.5% of body weight. So for that 1,000-pound horse, 30, 35 pounds of fiber in a day. Then the question becomes quality. Everybody, you said, we should all feed good quality ingredients to our horses, whether it's supplements or in the bags or the forage. So this is where I like to differentiate. Every time I give a presentation, I always like to ask for group participation. Some groups are easier to put their hand up than others. But I always try to get people to separate these two terms. Nutritional value and quality are two completely different things. Let's all start out with bad quality. Bad quality is Anything, when we're talking about hay or forage, it's got dirt, dust, mold, rats, twigs, weeds, sticks, anything that shouldn't be in there would be considered foreign or toxic. That would be make that forage bad quality. Good quality, and this is where I ask for audience participation. I say to the people, just throw out words that mean good quality when it comes to buying hay or hay products to you. Well, we get terms like green, leafy, smells sweet, not much stem, um, high calories, high protein. And that's what we've had drilled into us, especially the green aspect. Well, in most cases, the hay that the audience describes to me is a hay that's very high in nutritional value. Then I say, Okay, we've got two classes of horse that we're trying to feed. We have a fat laminitic pony on one hand, and on the other hand, we have a lactating broodmare that struggles to keep weight on because she puts everything into the fall. So the high in nutritional value hay, if we feed that bare minimum, 1.1% of body weight, 1.2%, 1.5% to that pony because no matter how fat or thin he is, he still needs that bare minimum just for gut health. So if we feed him 1.1% of his body weight coming from that high in nutritional value hay, that may still be too much calories, nutrients, and make him even fatter. But the high in nutritional value hay, cows in energy, protein, high leaf, very digestible. That's going to be ideal for our lactating broodmare. So quality, if we come back to what is good quality, we talked about bad quality and that never deviates. That's always the same. But good quality comes down to what is appropriate for the horse that you are feeding. If you're feeding the laminitic pony, good quality hay for that horse is completely different than it is for the lactating broodmare. Good quality hay that you can continue to feed that little fat pony 
um, enough to keep his gut healthy is probably going to be low in protein and low in energy and low in nutritional value. It may be quite stemmy and not that digestible. Heck, it may not even be that palatable. But that's what is perfect for that pony. That equivalent hay would not so be a good quality hay for your lactating mare. If I were to create a, a scenario, I have a medium pony that gets ridden a couple times a week, tends to be an air fern, but he needs to have his 12 pounds of hay a day because I need to keep his tummy happy. I don't want ulcers in my pony club pony. Sure. So I go to my hay guy and I buy for my medium-sized pony uh, late cut, um, late bloom Timothy. That late bloom Timothy isn't really pretty to look at. It's kind of tannish in color. And golly, when you open the open the bales up, gosh, it's not all soft and pillowy. I wouldn't want to sleep on it. But it's clean, and there's no mold in sight, and there's no dust anywhere. That would be yes. considered good quality hay that's going to have a relatively low nutritional value. Absolutely. And Yay, when it comes to summer. something, you did, you got it right. When it comes to sugars and starches, you know, you're really going to have to get it tested. But as far as late bloom, typically late, it's late bloom. It's going to be higher in maturity. So our two fiber values, our ADF, acid detergent fiber, and NDF, neutral detergent fiber, really they are values that stand for the palatability and digestibility of that hay. And the digestibility and palatability of that late bloom hay, that mature hay, is probably going to be a little lower than a, a, a younger cut hay. But that's not bad because he's not going to guts into it really quickly. He's not going to get a ton of nutritional value out of it. It's just going to keep his gut healthy and keep everything functioning. But as far as the energy that he's going he's not going to get excess energy that's going to make him fat there we go but he's not eating something that is a it's not bad quality it's just because quality. it's yellow right. it's not bad quality yes so that i guess that's where the education comes in we have to understand the difference between um rancid food food that in any quantity is bad for your horse versus yes. food that is the horse equivalent of a rice cake Exactly. <laughs> that's that's that. It's complex, but I guess once you get your head wrapped around it, and it's so hard because so many of us buy hay that's mixed. You know, it's just this crazy mixed up batch of grass that that somebody uh, brings in. We're kind of lucky down here in Florida because we have some hay dealers that um, the hay comes from farms that grow hay for horses, so it's, it's it makes life a little bit easier. But I guess those. Um, the, the big picture things, there shouldn't be dust, there shouldn't be mold, there shouldn't be foreign objects. Yeah, that's what you always, when you evaluate hay, no matter what you're feeding, that always is the same. That bad quality, never ever buy that, never feed that to your horse. But then the next question is, what are you feeding? Right. So if you're not feeding the bad quality, what are you feeding? Now, I have my... Um, event horse who events at training level and by by thoroughbred standards he's a reasonable keeper that same late bloom timothy hay that the pony thrives on 
he's going to have to have some significant addition of calories because even at 2% or a little bit more than 2%, he's just not getting enough calories in him. Absolutely. Am I better off giving him, and this may be an opinion thing, that horse who needs those additional calories, I can get additional calories by reducing the late bloom stemmy hay and replacing it with a higher nutritional value hay in all or part, right? This is where it really comes down to the scenario or the situation that the horse owner is in. If money was no option and you could just go to the store and buy whatever hay you wanted, just kind of like you can go buy whatever bag of feed you wanted with the guaranteed analysis, then sure, go to the store and buy a hay that is a little bit more palatable, more digestible, higher calorie content, one would say a higher nutritional value. That's not the case, though, in most barns. In most barns, you go to your hay broker and you buy one particular hay, and that's the hay that you have to feed all your horses. But instead of, so now we've got the, this, this kind of late bloom Timothy that we're trying to feed to our, our event horse, our thoroughbred event horse, and we know it's not ideal for nutritional value for him. We have to feed him quite a lot of it. So instead of just immediately going to add lots of extra grain, try adding some alfalfa pellets, some beet pulp. That is still uh, the forage or fiber portion of the diet. So by adding those, we can boost the quality of the fiber. And then we're probably going to have to start increasing the the grain portion of the diet that's a high fat, maybe high fiber type feed. Got it. So qual- um, forage quality is subjective to what the horse's needs are, except for the correct when it comes to good quality versus bad quality. Bad quality is bad quality. And then you look at nutritional value. That is going to be what does your horse require? Does he need a high nutritional value like a orchard grass to, or orchard grass and alfalfa mixed third cutting or is he yeah. more the late bloom alfalfa sort and that's i guess where you need to learn a little bit about the nutritional value of different types of hay absolutely and in, in future segments we can definitely go over um the basics of the different types of hay and stages of hay and kind of the the generic uh, nutritional value that kind of goes along with it and, and also how to get your hay tested. There we go. Well, thank you once again, Dr. Tanya Cubitt. For folks who have more question par- marks floating around above their head, where can they find you? They can find me at performancehorsenutrition.com. Our phone number, email address is listed there on the website. Give us a call and we'd be more than happy to answer any of your questions. Perfect. See you next time. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests as well as lots more tips at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Dr. Rose's Remedies and listeners like you. Learn how you can help support Horse Radio Network programming and qualify for auditors-only perks by going to horsetipdaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor banner on the homepage. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.